Well, thank you for joining us here on day seven as we're working our way through these 21 days of prayer with the church. And uh, today my emphasis is going to be on the Ark of the Covenant. It's probably one of my favorite intriguing uh, stories uh, from an Old Testament perspective, but also from a relational sense of how God relates to us today and how that we can gain access into His presence into the Holy of Holies. There were three primary areas that surrounded the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, they set up a, a temporary tent construction with two sections within it and then an outer perimeter called the outer court that was had a fencing of sorts around it. And in the courtyard or in the outer court there, there was a laver of brass. And so when the priest would come in that one time a year on Yom Kippur and wash his hands, he would be able to look down into the water as he's washing his hands, which is representative of the water, the washing of the water by the word of God. And so from there, he would transition into uh, the inner court, which is the first part of the, that which was under the tent, there being two parts there, the Holy of Holies and the inner court. The inner court is the first place he would come into, and it's a place that represented illumination uh, with the candelabras and the showbread and, and, and various items that were located in there. We're not going to spend time on each item, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what all this means to us in as we begin to pray and intercede. So the Lord wants us to tra transition body, soul, and spirit from the outer court body to the inner court uh, soul uh, and then into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant sat. Uh, that's uh, representative of what our spirits uh, uh, would be. And so we have the outer court, inner court, and the Holy of Holies. The high priest would transition through each part of that. Now, we don't know this for certain. There's a lot of uh, Jewish commentators that makes light references to the fact of the priest having a rope tied upon him as he went into from the inner court into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was meaning that no one could go in there because if they did, they would die. And the priest was only allowed in there one time a year because of the Shekinah glory presence of God being there. And so if he quit responding, you know, the traditions kind of say that uh, they would be able to pull the high priest out because he would have died uh, not having done something correctly within the presence of the Ark of the Covenant. We don't know that for certain, uh, but it is definitely something of, of great interest. Uh, what we also have out of Jewish traditions, as they would pick the, the tent up and pack things up, they carefully handled the Ark of the Covenant which was representative of the glory and Shekinah glory of God, and that it would precede the traveling of the Israelites as they were going through the wilderness. Uh, and uh, it was there for various reasons. It represented uh, uh, above it a cloud by day and night a fire above it uh, at nighttime. And so this was there to protect them, to guide them. When the cloud would begin to move, they would know that they would it's time for them to pack their tents up and begin moving. So everything was geared around the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, Jewish tradition, some commentators point out to the fact that uh, what they, they write about, uh, referencing how that as the Ark of the Covenant was being transported, uh, that uh, there would be a flame that would come out from underneath it. Now, this is not in the Bible, but this is what commentators uh, say about some of this, 
that it would burn the snakes and burn the scorpions and remove all the thorns on the pathway of the Ark of the Covenant. So these kind of like two jets of flame would just flash out and clear the way as they were carrying it. And then the bearers who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, um, they say, historically, some of the commentators kind of say that uh, they were actually lifted off of the ground several inches and uh, they weren't actually carrying the Ark of the Covenant, but the Ark of the Covenant was carrying them. I found that interesting. Uh, we don't have a way to prove that uh, from, the Bible, from a Bible sense, but we do have it from some of the Jewish writers that have written things about that. So I thought I'd just throw that in there, uh, you know, for a reference. Now, today we want to understand that when God has positioned the Ark of the Covenant, it, what it means to us and in on our prayer life, we know that the items that were placed inside there uh, that uh, represented the, the Ten Commandments, uh, uh, the uh, uh, staff of Aaron, uh, the manna, for, you know, from heaven. So there are several items that are in there. Some say that the original Ten Commandments that Moses came off of the mountain and saw the Israelites worshiping a golden calf got angry and broke them that those original broke ones were also included in that Ark of the Covenant with the ones that followed after that. So there you had a complete Ten Commandments, you know, in stone, and you had the broken one that was also in there too. Some say yes, some say no on that. So we don't have uh, clear clarity from uh, the Word uh, about that. But the point is this, is that what does the Ark of the Covenant mean for you and I? And it represents the presence of God. And we know that when Jesus hung on the cross, that uh, there was a great earthquake. And in the tabernacle or the temple, that, that uh, place where that tent uh, uh, covering was down and separated the inner court from the Holy of Holies, which is where the Ark of the Covenant was, that it was rent from the top to the bottom, meaning that it has now been made accessible by all people. And uh, that's the understanding we get from that. So what Jesus did on the cross, becoming the final uh, sacrifice, his blood being put upon the mercy seat in heaven, that this earthly Ark of the Covenant uh, with its mercy seat positioned between the two cherubims that's on top uh, of uh, the Ark, uh, that his blood was being applied there and so his is the eternal sacrifice no more would there be any more sacrifices for that so what we know is is that God has made a way through what Christ has done by the shedding of his blood and his blood being appropriated to the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant and the one uh, which we believe in heaven uh, there is actually a mercy seat being established, the one on the earth representative of that, that now you and I, through the blood of Jesus, have access to the Shekinah glory of God. Not just on Yom Kippur, but every day of the year, every time, any time that you want to access uh, the presence of God, uh, you have that made available to you. And so when we, we are going through this time of prayer, we need to understand that the Ark of the Covenant is a way that you gain access to the glory of God. It's the Shekinah glory. It's very, very tangible. It's, it's, it's not of this earth. It's, it's everything of God. And I've always made these statements that when you see the Shekinah glory of God, the cloud of God that 
all the governments and everything about God, it resides right there. And then only we see a physical representation of his glory. In the Old Testament, they saw the cloud. They saw the cloud whirling about, and they heard the voice of God coming out of that cloud. And so gaining access to the Lord, we also gain access to his voice because Jesus has made the way uh, accessible for us into the Holy of Holies. And so we know that we have been given that position of access to him, and we're coming in contact with the Shekinah glory of God, which has the voice of God that comes out of, out of that cloud. And so as we walk through this, I want you to know that as we begin to intercede on the behalf of other people, you and all the things that we're going to cover in this 21 days, you have been positioned in direct contact and relationship with a heavenly Ark of the Covenant, gaining access by the shed blood of Jesus and coming in contact with the Shekinah glory of God where all the governments and all the authority of God resides. And so he has given that to us, and that's why the Ark of the Covenant is so important for us. Let me read to you out of 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, Therefore I exhort first of all that, uh, excuse me, first of all that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So, we're prefaced with this directive here that as we pray uh, for everybody, uh, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions be giving, been given on the behalf of everybody in thanksgiving. And so for kings and all who are in authority, uh, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So let me stop there and say that it is God's desire that all men are saved, all of them to be saved. That's his will. That's his purpose. Does that in true actuality happen? I suspect it does not. And what falls to us is that for them to come to that place of being saved, you and I are going to have to make supplications and prayers and intercessions on their behalf. So that opening occurs, that, that place over them that's over them, they're in influencing them between heaven and earth is opened up. And you do that on their behalf to where the influence of the Holy Spirit comes down upon them. We are such a vital link between people that are not saved and, and into heaven. We are the vital link to usher in the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts and lives by what we do, what we say, what we pray, what we declare. And God's instructing for us to do that. So today we want to intercede on those behalf of those people, and I want to lead you in that and, and give you some insight as I'm praying that you can pray also. In fact, where I might speak of certain areas, if you have uh, specifics about people, their names or whatever, you need to list those as we're praying together uh, for these people. And so let me begin and say that uh, we can make a difference as we pray because we've been given, begin, excuse me, been given tremendous power and authority uh, to access the resources of heaven on the behalf of other people. And uh, we're going to pray for those. We're going to pray for those that are in authority. Uh, we're going to pray for leaders in our church. 
uh, government or family or workplace, all these areas, leaders in that create influence over numbers of people. And uh, we want to pray for those that are suffering injustice and those that uh, are uh, widowed. Uh, maybe they're weak. Uh, maybe they're poor indigenous people that have come on hard times. We want to pray for them because God has resources to help and assist them. He has his body, uh, the body of Christ that can respond and, uh, and help them in many different ways. We want to pray for your family. Uh, your immediate family as well as your extended family. You want to pay, pray for the pastors. Uh, pray for Deb and I. Pray for Andrew and Rachel. Uh, pray for Josh. Uh, pray for all those that are working, all the praise team, all those that we know are in the praise team. Pray for their families. Pray for everybody. Very, very important we do that because the enemy would uh, like it uh, no better than just to remove those people out of their position because all everybody carries this tremendous authority position that God has delegated to us that that causes things to happen we need to pray for our community we got a number of communities around here we got Jackson we got Cape we got Scott City Delta Advance Oran uh, Sykeston uh, we've you know got uh, Oak Ridge we got numerous little towns around us as well as kind of the hub being Cape Girada that we need to be praying for them because God wants to visit this entire area and that means he wants to bring tremendous loads of people if I could use that phrase lots of people into the kingdom of God in fact according to what I read here in in Timothy first Timothy 2 that he wants every one of them to be saved every one of them. And so God has uh, positioned you and I to help uh, facilitate that. We want to pray for your relationships, those that you work with, the people that you spend time, your friends, your co-workers, uh, your acquaintances, uh, your neighbor right next door to you, the one across the street, the one that lives behind you. Uh, we want to pray for those. And so let's, let's uh, go before the Lord. And as I'm praying, I want you to take time and lift uh, yourself uh, up before the Lord and pray also as I'm, as I'm covering this. So Lord, I thank you today, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all that you're doing, that you've made a way through Jesus Christ so that we have been positioned in a place of being connected to the Shekinah glory of God with also the cleansing of your blood that has produced us to be white as snow. Our, our lives are free of the encumbrances of the past. And as we stand here, we become those, we become the change elements, Lord, of what you want to happen in the earth. And so, Lord, thank you for that. Lord, I ask you right now to watch all over all those that are in authority, those that are over our lives, uh, in our families, uh, in, in the government, in our church. Lord, I ask your hand of protection to come down upon each one of them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the leaders uh, in families, uh, fathers and mothers. Lord, I pray for your hand to come down upon them and give them clarity for the, of their assignment and their task and the road that they are walking down and, their, and the need for them to pray over their family, their children and their grandchildren and begin to establish a purpose and a direction in their life, Lord. Lord, I pray for employers. Lord, we ask you to put your hand upon them. And if you have an employer, name their name right now. I pray for so-and-so right now. Lord, give our employers wisdom and grace. Lord, protect them in Jesus' name because it affects my family. Lord, and I pray for that safety and protection around them. Lord, I pray for those that are suffering injustice and need that reconciliation. They need their hearts uh, mended up and the brokenness that has been that has stifled them from moving forward. 
Lord, we ask you to pray. We pray for their healing power, your healing power to come down upon each one of them. Touch their hearts, cleanse their hearts, but mend those broken hearts right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for those that are widowed, that have lost their spouse, especially in these days, Lord. We're hearing numbers of people where their spouses have passed on. Lord, I pray for a healing of them, for, for those that have been whittled. Lord, we know the heartbreak that is, that is taking place. We ask you to move in with your Holy Spirit, and we pray the peace of God over every one of them in Jesus' name. Those that are hurting for various reasons, uh, Lord, we pray for that protection and that healing, that security, and that, and that mending of their hearts in the name of the Lord. Lord, I bless every family that is watching right now that, and that is in the church. I pray a blessing upon every father, every mother, every son, every daughter, every grandchild, every great-grandchild in Jesus' name to come upon them. Lord, I ask you specifically to watch over our church, Rock of Cape. Our church is a wonderful church, Lord. We thank you for linking our hearts one with another, that you've built a community of believers together that, that, uh, that can help and assist one another during these kind of times that we're walking through. Lord, I ask you to protect them in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that uh, everyone uh, uh, that uh, is hearing my voice, that you will lay upon their hearts the lost to begin to pray the lost in, knowing that we have the authority and we can declare that delegate authority given to us that we can declare a, a harvest of people coming into the kingdom of God. Lay their hearts upon my heart, Lord. Let me know who they are, their names. And if you have time, write their names down. I encourage you, the last time I spoke, that uh, you write their names down, each one of them. Lord, I pray that you keep every family rooted in the vision that you have over them. And Lord, keep every family rooted in the vision of the church as we're moving forward, Lord, because we are embracing that which you have given to us in this house, in this church, in this community of believers, Lord. Uh, watch over our city. Watch over all all the neighboring towns around here, Lord. Put protection down. Lord, we know that there's a lot of earthquakes going off around the world. There's a lot of volcanoes going off around the world. And Lord, I pray safety over us in this area of New Madrid, uh, the New Madrid fault. Safety to come down upon it. Keep us safe, Lord. Keep us, protect us uh, protected. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing with that. Lord, I want you to uh, help me understand how to bring your light in me. Let it shine brighter. So, Lord, I pray that over every person. Let your light shine brightly in Jesus' name. Let that light shine to your friends, to your workers, uh, to your co-workers. Bless them in Jesus' name. Bless them through you, everyone that's listening today. Bless them in Jesus' name. Lord, help us build bridges of unity and reconciliation to all those that need that. Show us how to do that, Lord. Speak to hearts. Guide us. Holy Spirit, bring us to that place of understanding. Lord, I ask you to provide where we are short in, Lord, for my family, where we have needs. Lord, if it's a physical need, if it's a uh, emotional need, Lord, if it's a spiritual need, Lord, we ask you, and you need to list what that is before the Lord. Put your petition before him right now and say, Lord, right now I have these needs. Will you reach down and help me with this? And begin to reach into the heavens and begin to grab hold of that fresh revelation he's speaking to your heart, to your heart that uh, by his stripes 
you were healed, that all, all things that are given to us are provided to us by his riches in glory, that he's made an abundance of things available, resources available for us. And Lord, show us how to tap into that. Bring that clarity to us today as we pray, Lord. Lord, I lay upon your heart right now in closing all those things that have weighed me down, those things I have cares of, of other people, of other situations that has burdened me down, Lord, those that uh, in the area of abortions, Lord, we pray for healing to come and the saving of multiple lives in that process. Lord, those that are, that are abandoned, that have no home to go to, uh, Lord, I pray for you to direct them to the right place in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift all these needs up before you, whoever it may be, those that are sitting right now and they have no food on their table. Lord, we pray for them that supernatural provisions will be made. Lord, give us an illumination. Reveal unto us who those people are so that we can reach out and help them. Lord, I thank you for guiding our church. I thank you for guiding every person that's listening to my voice now. Lord, as we transition through this 21 days, I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and have already begun doing and what you're going to do in Jesus, Yahshua's name. Amen. Thank you. Stay in there. Write those people's names down. Write your requests down, your, those things that you're petitioning of the Lord. Make a list of everything. Put it in your journal as we continue through these days of prayer, uh, these 21 days the Rock of Cape is going through. So blessings upon you today. Be blessed. It's a great day.